1996. Ella Fitzgerald just died and Tom Holland was born. Prince Charles and Diana just got divorced. Eastern European diplomat Alexander Galitsyn is going to try to steal a list of all official covert IMF agents in Eastern Europe. Recently retired vampire Ethan Hunt must team with national treasure John Voigt to stop Galitsyn. But everything may not be what it seems. Hasta lasagna. This is tea and real. <laughs> I love it! My name's Abby, and I'm drinking winterberry tea. It's uh, like a pine forest in a cup, and it's the best West Michigan tea house made it. Tudor House Tea and Spices. Really good. little shout out. <laughs> My name's Caroline, and I'm drinking a mango Cylon, if that's how you say that, tea. Or is it, I don't know. Cylon. Cylon, Ceylon. And it's a black tea. And I don't remember the place it's from. The mason Somewhere jar. Somewhere in Grand Rapids. It's from a mason jar. A mason jar in Grand Rapids. A yeah. mason jar That in is Grand technically Rapids. where it is from. It's a mason jar in our kitchen in Grand Rapids. All right, now what? Introduce yourself. You have to introduce uh, yourself. Yeah, I guess so. What's your name? I'm Chandler Bing. <laughs> What's your sign? Uh, I'm a Libra. <laughs> and I'm drinking English breakfast tea. Because I'm having breakfast for dinner. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. Welcome to Tea and Real, yeah. where we drink tea and watch movies and give them bad reviews. Yeah. Are you giving the <laughs> movies informed. bad reviews? or is No. No, our reviews our, are bad. <laughs> yeah, our review of our own reviews is that they are poor reviews. I see. And the movies are fine. To give some context... Chandler Bing, a.k.a. AJ, <laughs> He's just dressed like is a movie Bing. fanatic, and Abby and I are not. Are not. <laughs> we don't mind the movies. We like movies, but we just haven't seen a lot it's of movies. It's a big commitment, and we're afraid of that. Yeah. Yeah. We're scared of commitment. <laughs> not when we get vulnerable. That's good to hear. <laughs> For context, AJ and Caroline are dating. This is news to AJ that Caroline is afraid of commitment. Is it though? Hey. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> the curtain is pulled back. This is our first fight. Yep. On air. On air. Live. On what air. a treat for you guys. So the whole point <laughs> is that uh, generally I'll be picking movies for them to watch so that they can tell me how awful it is and um, I can make fun of their opinions. And uh, this week, we'll be watching the movie. Drum roll! <laughs> Mission Impossible. Woo! Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Starring Tom Cruise and John Voight, and many others. Oh, that and makes others. the 96 thing make sense. Indeed. So, is it in 96? I don't know. Well, that's what he set the scene. <laughs> it was he in said 19- it's well, 1996. It came out in 1996. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know if it was uh, I was one set year in 1996. old. I'm, I'm assuming it is. We were babies. I was um, a baby. Yeah, it is said in 1996, now that I think about it. Cool. 
So... What, what do you guys think is the plot of Mission Impossible? I always thought it was a heist movie, right? I just know it's movie? an action movie. I know they, I, like, repel... I feel like I'm <laughs> didn't at one point. <laughs> yes, they do repel. Didn't a new one just come out recently? Yes. Yeah, and there was a helicopter. I remember there was a lot of cars flying. There's I been a there's been seven installments of. Oh Mission my gosh! Holy crap! Yeah, they just don't know when to quit, do they? They, I agree. <laughs> I agree Ooh, with hot that take. at least. The hot take of the week. Uh, action is really all I got. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna say there's a diamond heist. And they repel from the ceiling and steal a diamond, and there's laser force fields at one point, and laser either Tom Cruise's hair is always moist in some way. <laughs> That's going to be my prediction for this plot. All right. Okay, my prediction <clears throat> is it's two men. Are they on the same side? No, I'm not going to ask you questions. Uh, they are on opposite sides. Mm. They're enemies. Interesting. <laughs> And, um, Mission Impossible. Hmm. I'm going to say Tom Cruise is on an impossible mission (laughs) 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 to save somebody. And, uh, the other dude is trying to stop him. (laughs) You should write movies. Yeah. You should write Mission Impossible movies. That's basically all of them. <laughs> oh, um, nailed it. Well, guys, the real plot is an American agent, Ethan Hunt, under false suspicion of disloyalty, must discover and expose the real spy without the help without the help of his organization, being the IMF, the the imp, the imp, the imp. What does IMF stand for? Let me try to find it. International Men Federation. Mm. The <laughs> Interesting theory. <laughs> the Intricate Mattress Foundation. Ooh. <laughs> the Icelandic Moray Eel. <laughs> what? <laughs> Foundation. It's not even the, the right foundation. letter. Uh-huh. I am F. More eel. More eel. She was hyphenated. <laughs> but it's F. Yeah, she said foundation after that. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't hear that part. Mm. That intricate <laughs> part. The The Impossible Missions Force. Of oh, course. sweet Jesus. Are you <laughs> kidding? Of course. It's really, honestly the Impossible <laughs> Missions Cor- for, uh, Force. The Icelandic More Eel Foundation is more realistic. <laughs> Hey, what if this is actually real? They're listening to this podcast right now. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a theory, conspiracy theory. It goes right to the top of the impossible mission force. Mission Impossible has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is low. A 7.1 on IMDb, which is decent. And uh, I personally give it a 5 out of 5. Whoa. Whoa! But you talked so much trash at the beginning. <laughs> That's about the sequels. So, so does this movie have a lot of nostalgia for people? Like, is this a movie that a lot of people watched when they were younger? Definitely, yeah. I this is one of the f- first action movies I ever saw. Mm. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, is I it... think I might have seen 
the second or third one before this one, though. I think the third one is the John Woo one, and that's John. where it really got bad for mm. a second. Freaking for a John hot Woo. Second. He ruined it all. He did. Sorry, John Woo. <laughs> I think he's doing okay. Yeah. He's got millions of dollars. I'm sure he'll listen to this podcast and be very fun. <laughs> Probably. Uh, big podcast fan, John Woo. Oh, I've heard that. Yep. I think we're just going to watch it now. Now we're going to go watch the movie. We'll be back. <laughs> what What was that thing Peace said? out. Lasagna later. Pasta lasagna. Pasta lasagna. Pasta lasagna. Pasta lasagna. Oh, pasta lasagna works too. I like lasagna later. <laughs> lasagna later. Lasagna later. Well, we're going to go watch it. Lasagna later. Watch it with us, please. Mr. Phelps, this is your mission should you choose to accept it. Should you or any member of your IM force be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow all knowledge of your actions. Ethan Hunt will be your point man as usual. Good luck, Jim. Simple game. Always. It's much worse than you think. We're being ambushed. Abort, that's an order. They knew, they knew we were coming. Do you read me? I don't care how he did it. I want to know why he did it. You're worried about me. Why you survived. I'm sure we can find something I have that you need. These guys are trained to be ghosts. Let's not waste time chasing after him. Let's make him come to us. Find something that's personally important to him and you squeeze. were Danny Elfman. Who? Excuse you? <laughs> That'd be the composer of the soundtrack in Mission Impossible. All right, nerd. <laughs> Do you have any comments that would be good for, like, right before the questions? I have an opening comment that I starred. Okay. Go. go. <laughs> I said, I wrote down, <laughs> this movie should be titled Tom Cruise and All of His Dead or Maybe Still Alive Friends. Uh, what I wrote down. A bit wordy. You're a bit wordy. Got her. Oh, you same. sure did. Yeah. I will say I realized that a lot of movie um, tropes tropes came from this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they also used a lot of movie tropes from the past as well. Well. In fact, I will tell you one later. Okay. I feel like Ooh, suspense. I feel like as this podcast progresses. We're going to find out a lot of tropes that we, we recognize, but, like, hadn't seen the origins for. Yeah. There's one particular movie <coughs> that I'm going to show you guys that 
has a thousand movie tropes in it that it started and like every horror movie now has those movie tropes mm. in them. Mm. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> or don't. Or That's don't. Fine. That's fine. You can leave. <laughs> I understand. You can just watch the movies. <laughs> you don't need our comments. Yeah. I wrote a lot of things in all caps. Oh. I yeah. got I got very worked up a couple times. Well, what are your guys' overall thoughts on the movie? Do we want to do our ratings? Don't, don't do the ratings. No, that's yeah. at the end. That's oh, that's the at the end. end. Okay. Duh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> overall impressions. Overall, I mean, it was a very standard action film. Mm-hmm. I, I thought a lot of their decisions didn't make sense. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, for one, in the opening, like, not opening, opening heisting when they're in Russia, mm-hmm. which I have a lot of comments about that, <laughs> but the one where they're in that, at the Met Gala, whatever it was. That was in the Czech Republic, so it wasn't no, the I know. Met Gala. <laughs> I know. They were just all fancy dressed. The Czech Republic version of the Met Gala. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Obviously. Um... Why didn't they just stop the guy from stealing the names instead of letting him do it and escape? That didn't make any sense to me. Well, I think they probably needed proof that he was trying to steal it. Because I believe he was an agent of some kind. But not of the... Or he was supposed to be an agent of some kind, even though it was just a... The whole thing was a fake. Yeah, it was like a heist within a heist. Well, yeah. I think. Yeah. I didn't follow that scene I think, very well. I mean, the whole point of it is that it wasn't supposed to make a whole lot of sense because it was a fake in the first place. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that it didn't make any sense. So a lot of that scene was just setting up knowledge and putting, like, knowledge beans in your head but, to come up later. Yeah. But the fact that I think they left the glasses there to video him getting the file, I think that's what... They were trying to get, like, proof of him stealing the file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The knock list, if you will. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, I, I just heard a sneeze. That sounded like it came from right here. Ginny's right here. Oh. It was her. It was the cat sneeze. <laughs> that was very startling. We I'm have, so sorry. We have audio proof of the cat sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it picked it up. Yeah. Did anything else uh, not make sense? Yes, lots of things. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not good at following action movies that explain what they're doing ahead of time mm. uh, because I'm not an auditory learner. So when they explained the heist beforehand, I was like, I have no clue who any of these people are and I have no clue what they're doing. Mm. And then I still was confused. So like the vault scene confused you? No, because that one... They didn't explain ahead of time, really. They explained ahead of time, but with visual, a la National Treasure, Mm. a la Mission Impossible, I assume. Yes. And so that one I understood. Most other movies, too. Yeah. They didn't start that. I think the presence of John John Voight, is that his name? Mm -hmm. Just made the whole thing very National Treasury for me. Yeah. (laughs) I think National Treasure might be the only movie I've seen that's even close to Mission Impossible, so I just, like, built a lot of bridges there. You built a lot of bridges? <laughs> like, just, like, connections Mind between bridges. them. Oh, I <laughs> Mind bridges. Mind bridges. Yeah, National Treasure... 
uses a like mostly National Treasure is just one big movie trope, but in, As, the, in the best way though. Yeah, especially like the gala, like just the overall trends in the like themes in the movie. Like there's a gala scene. Yeah. There's like. Um, the elevator stuff that happens in National Treasure, right? There's an elevator at one point. There's a very <laughs> someone doesn't elevator. get spiked in the face. Oh though. my god! Just seeing him speared in the face was not something I was ready for. <laughs> oh, I just wrote he's not very good at his job. <laughs> elevator guy. Elevator. It's Jack. Jack I think yeah. was his name. Yeah. Well, come to find out, he was actually fine at his. Job. He was fine at his job, and what's his face betrayed them and. Yes. Uh, I was like, he's supposed to be controlling the elevator. How did he lose control so quickly? He's clearly not very good at his job. <laughs> his death is actually uh, not shown like that in the TV version. So I actually didn't see that until I was like way older. Really? Mm. What is it shown? Does it they just, just like... cut away like right before the spike in the face. <laughs> right before. <laughs> gotta gotta keep impaled. the children innocent. Exactly. No spike faces for them. <laughs> Why does an elevator... Elevator shaft have that. Yeah, also, what's with the random. Like, and they weren't there. They, like, I think sprung they, out. I feel like they grabbed the elevator, but I'm not sure why they were there. Yeah, they, like, they like sprung out and, like, I'm sure that's an actual directly thing. Like, in they the face. just make it up, but. Yeah. Not in a movie. Also, they wouldn't make things They up don't make things up in movies. Like, no. I don't mean to judge Jack, but, like, if I was on the top of an elevator, I would maybe, like, lay down. You know, well, apparently if there's spikes at the top, there's not much you can do. But, like, theoretically, the top doesn't smash into the ceiling every time because then buildings would fall. <laughs> Unless it got so, overridden by yeah. a betraying spy. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Maybe Jack is just bad at his job of not getting stabbed in the face. Jack is just not as good of a hacker. Oh, man. Poor Jack. Anything else? Um... My overall impression, and it might just because that, of that thing we were talking about, like, with the tropes, and I'm just familiar with the tropes, but not the origin, but I, I found it a little bit predictable. Like, there were several points where I wrote down things, like, I wrote down Job 314, Book of the Bible, um, I wrote Max is a woman before it was revealed that she was a woman, I wrote... Um, I wrote, uh, Ethan is in a Voight mask before that was revealed. <laughs> so, I, I, it might just be, like, the tropes. It is, yes. That tipped me off to those, but I found it a little predictable. It is a little bit predictable. But. Especially if you've seen more than one, uh, spy movie. Like, you've seen mm -hmm. the Bond movies. And this one, oh, have I this seen one the took Bond a lot movies? from the Bond movies, so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find it predictable, Caroline? Not. I didn't predict all those things. I. And you've seen less spy movies. I have seen very few spy spy kids. Maybe. <laughs> that <laughs> counts, you're building right? Your bridges. I mean, it does. It does count actually. Like, <laughs> they use a lot of the same stuff. They do the repelling in Spy Kids, yeah. like the drop, the pancake don't, drop. Don't they have masks in Spy Kids too? Or not? Yeah, their not uncle too, Machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Uh, I did not... I was... Okay, do they ever address how he makes the weird mask masks yes. in future movies? Yes, they do. Because... <laughs> Who just has, like, a mask? He just has a mask for everybody, and then he pulls it off and ruins it. 
I, I'm guessing if we watched, like, deleted scenes or something, there might be, like... They might show the machine in the first movie. He has a machine. Yeah, there's a machine. I don't want to spoil anything for when you guys obviously <laughs> are going to watch the sequels. Oh, yeah, don't obviously. Try and stop me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there is a machine that makes, the, that makes those masks. Masks. Yeah. I didn't really predict anything. I mean, I pretty much figured out that he was being double-crossed by his team members, yeah. by John Voight and the woman, when, when think, he found the Bible. Did you think the woman was on his side? No. I thought, with, at the disc, with, when he was doing all the sleight-of-hand stuff with mm. the disc, um, I was pretty sure that she was working against him mm. um, at that point, because I, expe- I actually thought she was going to steal the disc from him there. Mm. Um... But in her own sleight of hand. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that she was with him, but I didn't think that what's his face was still alive. Mm. Yeah, I wrote. I didn't predict that the girl was dirty as well, but I said somebody is dirty. I bet it's John Voight, aka that suspenders guy. And then I did make several notes about how I didn't think Claire was sad enough for being a widow very recently. Yeah. I was like, she's like straight up. I put Claire is very flirty for a widow, question mark. The problem is (laughs) there's a cat playing with with a toy nearby. (laughs) And it's very loud. Um, The problem is Claire is not a good actress. (laughs) Oh my God. I wrote that down as like... She. What are the answers to the questions later? <laughs> she's fine, but she's extremely overdramatic and doesn't know how to play sadness at all. Oh, not at say all. A little underdramatic in that case. Yeah. Um, yeah, she picks and chooses when she wants to be dramatic, I guess. Um, I don't know how, pr- how to pronounce her name. Emmanuel Biart? Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I know her. I believe she is. Uh, she's French. Yep. But, uh, yeah, she does not sell it, usually, in the movie. Um, but I don't think she looks like she's, a, like, double-crossing him most of the time. Mm-mm. Sometimes it does feel like that. Especially when she kisses Ethan's hand. That's just ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> bizarre. I I feel like I didn't suspect she was dirty towards the... So what are they, where do they work? The IMF? I suspected that she was dirty, like, towards her husband, if that makes sense. Mm. Because I was like, she is not, like, her husband was just killed days ago, and she's, like, hitting on this man. Yeah, and then he made a, a comment about being in a crappy marriage. Yeah. He did, yep. I mean, and then he shot his wife, so I guess... I mean, that's the crappiest of all marriages. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, rude... <laughs> She was helping him. Well, we do yeah. have a we do have one question, and that's um, well, we have a lot of questions. But <laughs> um, one of our questions is, what would we change if we were writing the movie? And him shooting his wife just makes absolutely no sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote that as my um, answer to that question. Yeah, they didn't really um, lead up to that in any way for me. But um, <laughs> oh my god. And it just and it just made um, zero sense 
in mm -hmm. context at all. Like, it's something that's always bothered me even as a kid. So, um, yeah. Be nice to your wives, men. Yeah. That's right. Just imagining little little AJ watching it and be like, when I grow up, I'm not going to shoot my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh Fingers crossed. I need to put them in the room next time we do this. How about right now? Okay, BRB. Exiling the cats. We were talking about the what would you change about the plot question. Oh, uh, yeah. I do have another one that I would change. I would change... I do like the scene where Ethan is talking to, to Jim, and um, Jim is trying to tell Ethan that Kittredge is the, the mole, mm -hmm. and Ethan is going through it in his head knowing that Jim did it. Um, I would have just not told the audience at all that Ethan knows that Jim is the mole the whole time. Mm. I would have just waited till the very end to reveal mm. that. I think that would have been more interesting. It's funny you say that because that's actually what I wrote as one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have mixed feelings because I really like that scene. I like the way yeah. they, I like the way they did the montage and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm a dum dum and didn't pick up on the fact that it was supposed to be Ethan's thoughts, but I thought. In that scene, as Jim was, like, explaining it to him, Ethan was believing him, but it was showing... It was kind of like one of those irony things. Like, it was showing, showing what the actually audience happened. Oh, what okay. actually See, happened. See, I was confused. I was trying to figure out which of those two things it was, so yeah. it wasn't completely I clear to me. Dramatic, it could have been on purpose by irony, the uh, filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This isn't a plot thing, but the scene... After the heist goes bad and everybody supposedly dies, when he meets him in the aquarium restaurant, mm -hmm. <laughs> they have the, them ta uh, Tom Cruise and Kittredge mm -hmm. talking to each other, and it's like switching back and forth between their faces, mm -hmm. and it's like the weirdest camera angle, <laughs> and I hated it. <laughs> it's so close up, and it made me very uncomfortable. Well, it's supposed to. Yeah. That's why it, That's why you hated it. Because uh, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Wait, okay, this is a dumb question. You were, who like, is, looking up his nose. Who is Kit Kittredge? Because I thought Kittredge was the guy who dropped the knife and kept sneezing. No. no. Something good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the uh, name for you. The guy that was talking to him in the restaurant, right? Oh. I know the, uh, so Krieger. It was, it was Krieger's like, the guy with the knife. Oh, okay, so Krieger is the knife guy. Yeah. Kittredge is the C CIA guy? Yes. Who, IMF, actually. IMF guy. Who but is that like, part of the CIA? I was confused by that. Because then they were in the CIA like a, building. They're like an like unofficial branch, I believe. Mm. Can, neither, can so, neither confirm or deny their existence. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> IMF does not officially exist. But they all are kind of crappy spies. Oh my god, so bad at being spies. <laughs> For being know. a secret branch. <laughs> who wears sunglasses to a gala? I'm sure a lot of people do. It was the 90s. Yeah. In the, in, the <laughs> in, the, in the Czech Republic. Sunglasses were all the rage. We have to keep the 90s in mind in this movie, for sure. There's yeah, a lot man. of things that are very 90s in this like movie. Like the technology. And the editing well, off the chain. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of bad editing, but it's just because of the technology I they added. I thought the like, title scene, that was dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, so aggressively in your face, and I loved it. 
Um, what was I going to say? Crap. Oh, as far as the 90s technology goes, I love that they had, like, they showed that the characters were, like, live streaming video. Because that didn't happen until, like, I don't know, maybe 2003-ish. Yeah. Like, that did not happen on the internet at all in the 90s. So, mm-hmm. especially, like, that clear. Like, that was, like, HD they were watching. Yeah. Like, enough that they could, like, theoretically read the guy's password, right? Well, that too, but also they were just, like, watching that interview, too. Yeah. On the computer. Uh, yeah, obviously it's ridiculous that they had the cameras mm-hmm. on the on the glasses. What's, what's that thing, like, the, the U.S. military is, like, ten years ahead of the general public in technology? Yeah. So. Which is probably true. Probably. I don't think so. I've toured BAE systems. That's why they have that. billions of dollars in the military. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that this scene is not that important. The, like, opening scene. Like, where they're in Russia. Mm-hmm. Like the... Dimitri. That scene? Sure. And the lady's pretending to be dead. Yeah, what, okay, who, was that, what's his face, his wife? Or was that one of those girls? I think Claire was the one who was pretending to be dead, I think. Or it was the lady. The opening scene. Like, the opening scene where there's a girl in lederhosen for some reason. (laughs) That was very confusing. (laughs) I literally wrote, why is she in lederhosen? Lederhosen, however you say that. Later. Yeah, how Whatever. I, I'm forgetting the opening scene now. It's like the one AJ. where... I know. How could you? He's sitting at a computer. Like watching. Like watching. And I literally was not sure if it was live or if they were watching TV. I think it's... I was like... I, I literally wrote Russian telenovela? Question mark. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? It's so dramatic. And then they were like interviewing a guy and then they gave him something and it killed him. And then they were in like a fake... Fake room that they oh, tore down. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do- oh yeah, the opening oh, scene. The opening scene that I just watched a few minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't understand it at all. It made no sense. Like, why was there a fake room? Who is the girl that was pretending to be dead? Why? What was the needle they put in her arm? That thing was huge. <laughs> yeah, that was a really huge needle. That was like a fourteen gauge needle. <laughs> I think it was like it. I think that, she was like had some kind of some kind of poison that made her appear yes, dead. They. Uh, that was Claire, um, and she they did give her um, uh, some kind of drug that, like you know, stops your heart. And they had a limited amount of time mm-hmm. uh, before that would actually kill her, before they could revive her with something else. And um, so they had to get the name out of the guy before that time. So they're trying to get the name of the person who was going to steal the names, the knock yeah. list. No. Right? Or was, was it just not connected? Was it, was it just it was just like an establishing heist. I believe so. Like yeah. here are our cast of characters. They do heists. Exactly. Got it. Not really a heist. They did kind of establish that Ethan clearly likes Claire more than he should. Yes, and also they established the mask. Yeah. Uh, the mask that's thing. True. That, was, that was very key this, for that scene. This movie is like the king of brain seeds. Yeah. 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 They they do a ton of foreshadowing in this movie. Uh, that scene just bothered me. I can tell you got really worked up there. <laughs> Why was she in later hosen? <laughs> they were supposed to be in It was Russia. the 90s. They Nobody were in Russia. It was the 90s. What? Nobody knew the difference between Germany and Russia. It was the Cold War. No, it was not. I still don't <laughs> Cold know. Cold War difference. was over, but still. <laughs> What'd you say? He said he still doesn't know the difference. 
We'll have to have a geography lesson after this. <laughs> Should we go through the questions? Sure. Sure. Uh, what did the movie do the best for you guys? I loved the pace of the reveals. Although I found it predictable, I really appreciated it. That it appreciated that it was like small, like a series of small reveals at a really nice steady pace rather than like you're in the dark the whole time and then there's a big reveal and then it's immediately falling action after that. Like I thought the pacing was really good mm-hmm. of the reveals. I mean, there was obviously the one big reveal that Jim was still alive, but like after that it was fine. But they already kind of foreshadowed that with his weird vision of him. So again, it wasn't like... Sorry, I'm hitting the floor. <laughs> Very upset. Um, I don't know they, if that was foreshadowing. I think that was just Ethan being really guilty. Yeah. Slash, I, felt I thought like he was just was... really tired and he was hallucinating. Yeah. yeah. Was I mean, that was also guilty, it. Yeah. I interpreted that as foreshadowing because I feel like that ticked off in my brain that, oh, everybody who we think is dead is probably not actually dead. Because I feel like, again, a lot of movies do that. Slash stories do that where they're like oh i saw a ghost of them or a vision of them because they're still alive especially in spy movies yeah good old spy movies how about you caroline um i said i thought it did suspense building very well i was very tense (laughs) the vault scene holy cow yeah the vault scene was really was very tense for me Mm. Did, did a lot of squirming on the couch. Yep. <laughs> did, uh, well, he did a lot of squirming in the air, too. <laughs> His little yes, arm flaps. <laughs> um, did it, either one of you guys have your favorite scene as the vault scene? Because I had this, had, had that. See, I almost wrote down the vault scene, but then I felt like I'd be too mainstream if I wrote that down. Yeah. Well, it is iconic. Yeah, it is. I wrote... my. I originally wrote... Um, the gala scene. I loved the PO, like the point of view cameras mm. and like just the very fluid flow of that. I thought it was very aesthetically pleasing. I also like busy scenes. So I like scenes with a lot of background because oh. I feel like it's less like the camera is telling me what to look at kind of thing. So I really liked the gala scene. Is it gala? Gala? I don't know. Gala? Gala scene. Did you guys notice the second uh, set of spies in the background? Not until they pointed it out. Yeah, I didn't notice anybody other than, um, like, I saw the waiter, and I remember thinking, why is that waiter not walking? But that's it. <laughs> Otherwise, no. I, obviously, have watched this movie multiple times, and uh, but the first time I was very surprised from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, But now watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, the waiter looks directly at Hannah mm. uh, while she's talking. But... Yeah. What was your guys' favorite scene then? Yeah, so I said the gala slash the flashback the flashback scene gotcha. that we talked about earlier because I just thought like it was very good. Is that situational or dramatic irony? I can never re- remember which one is the audience is in the know. Whatever, one of those two. I thought it was really good. It would be irony, yeah. Yeah. But which kind? There's is like what you were there's situational and dramatic. I think it's dramatic irony. I have no. I clue. could definitely be wrong. No clue. That sounds right. <laughs> sure. Sure. Why not? Dramatic irony. We're, we're the professionals. Definitely. <laughs> How about you, Caroline? Um, I think my favorite scene was probably the one where, the same one where it was like him is 
explaining while <coughs> we were seeing what actually happened. But I do have a different favorite moment, which was in the aquarium scene when he explodes the the aquarium mm-hmm. and then the um, window breaks and he like jumps through the window and runs away. Mm-hmm. It was a very silly jump. <laughs> he like was flailing around in the air and it made me giggle. That whole scene, I just wrote down like way too much water. <laughs> like that's like maybe a, like a... Well, that's the whole, true. The whole restaurant is water. Yeah, but like at what... What got me is... This aquarium breaks, right? Gravity's a thing. The water goes directly to the floor, splashes up on the walls a little bit. When he jumps through the the window, there is water coming from, like, above the window, which makes no sense. To me, but anyway. there was water... Unless it's, like, a two-story aquarium. It was, yeah. Oh, it was. Okay, see, that makes sense. There was water sense. on the ceiling, too. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. But it was, like cascading down and I'm like that's not where the aquarium was <laughs> that makes it's more sense dramatic effect yeah good old dramatic effect I feel like you're gonna really hear that um I have a fun fact about the aquarium scene it was shot in two different locations whoa 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 <laughs> uh, big reveal <laughs> I know that's the big reel of the podcast <laughs> um the inside was shot at Paramount Studios and then the outside was shot at the actual location in, I think it was Prague, right? I think it was Prague. That scene was Prague, I think, yeah. Yeah. The um, green location. Which is how, but they, I believe they got, like, I don't know how they did all the water, but I believe all the water was actually in Prague when they shot him, like, running out of the building. Huh. That's cool. Wait, is there actually an aquarium restaurant? Because I want to go there. I do believe so. <gasps> cool. They wouldn't make things up in a movie. Yeah, Never. that's true. Everything in a movie is true. Like uh, the IMF, definitely real. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene, like I said, was the vault. And um, even though it is mainstream. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, but it's because, I mean, the editing is like super good in, the, in, the, in that. Well, the editing is decent in the rest of the movie too. But in that particular scene, it's amazing because uh, they just go back and forth between... Uh, uh, Ethan repelling and doing his thing. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy we just looked Kruger? Kruger. Krieger? Krieger? Krieger, I think. I don't know. Some creepy uh, head Krieger thing struggling uh, and then um, being afraid of mice. Um, and then Ving Rames in the van. Or Is he in the van? He's a f- fire truck? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And he's in the van in future movies. Yeah. Oh. Um, spoiler alert. Luther van. Um, Heard it here first, folks. And, and the guy throwing up. Like, going between, <laughs> like, four <laughs> different things happening at once is really hard, and they did it perfectly, so. Yeah. I have a few things to say about the vault scene. Go for okay. it. So, I feel like they should have come up with a better rigging system. <laughs> yeah like, like he was struggling was so hard to hold him up and it looked like like a like when you rock climb like a belay system yeah. mm-hmm. which like those are not hard to keep holding yeah onto somebody it looked like you know how in a belay system you have it like go through a little device on your belt i don't think he had that device mm. i think he was just like straight holding the rope at least yeah. 
That's what I interpreted it I as. Mean, so they should have done that why better. Wouldn't they because have like a little thing? those dumb that was, spies, they're that, awful. That was so high. Like if he had dropped him, yeah. Like and he was clearly struggling like the whole time. Yeah. He was like shaking, that was weird. holding him up. But also the thing with them using the magnets to like go up the air shaft vent. The vent yeah. system? Sure, yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, Mythbusters did a <laughs> whole thing on that Reference and how it would have been impossible to do that without Is making it? a freak ton Hold of on, noise. What? Did you just say? what? Impossible. Ah! <laughs> Name drop. <laughs> nah, I just thought it just reminded me that I had seen that episode of Mythbusters Are, before. They like did it where they used I really strong they were magnets to get up. Cups. No, no. <laughs> I mean, they could be mag. I, I think they were magnets. It's definitely possible that they're magnets. I thought they were suction cups. Am I talking too loud? Oh, no, no you need to be closer. You're really far away. They're like something a mile away from the microphone. I'm so confused as where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> like, right there is good. Okay, well, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, we should get a table. No. Okay. We don't do tables in this household. Okay. Only I coffee tables. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Ma- if it was magnets, mm-hmm. they would have made more noise. Busted. Maybe it was suction Myth cups. Myth busted. Then. We'll say it was suction cups. <laughs> okay. I mean, they would theoretically also make a lot of noise, but I think... Slash, I feel like suction cups wouldn't be strong enough to hold a person. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. There's some you, police suspension. Used IMF suction cups before. <laughs> That's true. I haven't. Not IMF yet. really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That made me feel good. All right, well, who was your favorite actor in the movie? Caroline. Uh, Ving Rhames. Mm. I liked him. Who was that? Uh, he Which was character the, was he? Uh, man, I can't remember names today. Luther. I wrote him, too! <laughs> yeah, I liked him. He had, like, the perfect amount of snark and, like, like seriousness. Yeah. He was a good combo. I liked him. Good. He Luther. seemed believable. Fun. Uh, well, spoiler alert, but Luther is the only character that has been in every movie except for Tom Cruise. Nice. Wow. Way yeah. to go, Luther. It's because people love him so much. Yeah. yeah. I see why. Yep. He was my favorite. Yeah. I expected you guys to say Luther, so I said Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just think that his... I mean, he was charming before this movie, but he really turns it way up in this movie. Whoa, AJ, do I sense a little man crush? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and uh, I know you guys won't relate to this, but if you guys watched this movie or the next, like, three, and then you watched the last one that came out, Fallout, it's very clear that Cruz is either really tired of being Ethan Hunt... <laughs> Or he's, like, depressed in real life or something because he has, like, no charm left. Or both. <laughs> or, or both, yeah. Um, Poor Tom Cruise. I know he's, like, a very controversial person, but he's also, like, obviously a very kind and nice person, um, d- despite his ridiculous beliefs. But, um... Uh, Tom Cruise or Ethan Hunt? Tom Cruise. Oh. Um, Tom Cruise, if you're listening... Yeah. AJ does not speak for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or at least on Scientology. Um, but, uh, yeah. I I just think he 
like this character was like actually kind of the start of a big movement of like snarky spy characters as well. Mm. So that I could see. Um, but I also really liked uh, one of the villains. Uh, I don't know how to say his real last name. It's spelled C Z E R N Y. I believe it would be Cherny. That could be Cherny. I think it's Cherny. Yeah. Um, but that would be Kittredge. He can. He's been like consistently working since like the '90s and stuff. Um, and I think he's like a super good actor. Uh, that really no one knows at all. So I, mm-hmm. I really like him. He also talks really weird, just like every other 90s villain. Like, <laughs> um, if you watch scenes of him and then watch scenes from Hugo Weaving in The Matrix, um, they have, like, this same exact cadence in the way they talk. It's really odd, but... Interesting. Yeah. Matrix, another movie I have not seen. <laughs> Hmm. Interesting. Same. Interesting teaser Interesting. for future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote um, three favorite actors. I didn't look up the actor names though, so didn't do my research. How dare you? I wrote Luther because I liked him a lot. Obviously, Bing Rains for those at home. Th- thin. Bing Rains. <laughs> thin Rains. Yes, he's very thin. Can't you tell? <laughs> oh man! And then Max. I loved Max. I thought mm. her casting was on point. She, she was, was like haughty enough, but like haughty. Yeah, she was haughty. Good. Haughty enough. That would be Vanessa Redgrave, one of the most famous Actors. actresses of all time. Of all time. Cool. <laughs> well, she's really good, guys. <laughs> she's hot <okay>. take. <laughs> hot take. Vanessa Redgrave is is pretty good at acting. And then I I don't know why I thought this, but I was completely charmed by this man, the train conductor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have never seen such secret star, <laughs> such cartoonishly perfect yeah. like casting. He was beautiful. Uh, like he almost looked like like a Pixar character. Like he kind of looked like the main character from Ratatouille. Like he was just skinny, curly hair, big nose, and just faints. And I thought it was perfect. He, uh, his name is David Schneider. David Schneider, he did great. Um, he is not a famous actor. <laughs> what? Shockingly enough, uh, his, he should be. His, his third, his third uh, biggest um, movie credit. Well, yeah, movie credit. Thank you. Uh, is his role in Mission Impossible as train engineer. Uh, <laughs> I love him. But I agree that he was he was wonderful. He was perfect casting. Like very goofy. Yeah, just like yeah, just cartoonishly perfect. Yep. So, yeah. Did you have any other than Luther? I had comments on Tom Cruise in oh. general. I don't know if that's a box of worms we want to open. I actually good because I've never really liked Tom Cruise. Like I saw his face and I'm like, okay. I mean, I knew Whoa. none of his... I, I've never seen a movie with Tom Cruise in it, like, ever. And huh. so, <laughs> I, like, just saw his face, and I'm like, oh, okay, you're, like, okay-looking. It's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio, like... Yeah, he's okay-looking, too. Yeah. Past his hair... Okay. <laughs> I don't like streamlined men. Um, mainstream men. I will say, I agree. I think Tom Cruise is, like, so boringly handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like he's yeah. clearly like, very handsome, I think but he's, he's, I think he's so self-aware about that. My, so boring. My looking. take on Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio up to this point is basically like they are what men think women are attracted to. Mm. 
the women are attracted to them. Yeah, and there's many women that are. I'm not saying they're wrong, but, Mm -hmm. like, to me, like, they're just so boring looking and, like, not approachable looking. Like, they don't have warm eyes. I'm all about the warm eyes. But I did write um, down that Tom Cruise was a lot more attractive in 96. Mm -hmm. And then, during the scene in the... I actually think he's more attractive now. Oh, see, I'm, I think he's definitely more attractive now. He looks, I think he looks more attractive now because he looks more interesting because he's got gray hair. Mm, got those <laughs> wrinkles. Um, I love those wrinkles. I also said, <laughs> I also said Tom Cruise in glasses was not something I was prepared to deal with tonight. Oh. Hipster Tom Cruise. <laughs> I love a man in glasses. I love it. He also looked a lot like Daniel Jackson from Stargate SG-1, who is, like, my OG crush. Nerd! <laughs> like, he just, like, had that, like, 90s, like, glasses nerdy charm for, like, a hot second there, and I was like, whoa. This is his moment, and then it's just... His moment. His moment. It's time to shine. According to Abby. <laughs> so true. But those are my comments on Tom Cruise. I was surprised and delighted. Do you have anything else about Tom Cruise, uh, Caroline? I might later. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Foreshadowing, just like Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next question. What was your favorite line? This one is, is a little bit more difficult, I'd say, in this movie. Yeah, there wasn't any great standouts for me. I wrote down two lines... I, like, quoted two lines in my notes, one for a good reason and one for a bad reason. Oh, no. So, I will say them both. So, my favorite line I think I'm going to go with was a line from Luther at the very end where he said he was going to kind of miss being disreputable. (laughs) That was the one I wrote down! I thought that was funny. Uh, The one I did not like was, I've tasted the goods. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was not okay. (laughs) Not a fan of that. (laughs) Oh, my God, that was a terrible line. Uncomfortable even for the 90s. (laughs) Nobody should be tasting anything. But I think that was the point. He's a sleaze I've tasted the goods. Mm. Uh, did you have any other written down? I had written down. I actually didn't do the line Luther said. I did the line that Ethan said to Luther where he was just like, if it makes you feel better, I'll always view you as disreputable. Mm. So I said that one was pretty, just that like banter moment. Mm -hmm. And then I also had one written down and I said when the IMF guy, I didn't write the quote, but it was like when the IMF IMF guy said that they have a penetration problem. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't love that one. Abby. My favorite line is towards the beginning in the aquarium when uh, Kittredge says, you want to shake hands with the devil? That's fine with me. I just want to make sure you do it in hell. Oh, that that was was a a good line. line. Mm, That is a good line. I think I missed that, but it is a good line. Um, All right. Uh... This one might be a little more difficult for you guys, too, since you um, not something that you guys usually pay attention to, but I did tell you to pay attention to it. So what was your favorite shot in the, in the movie? I actually Almost. did think about that because I, I was the, ga- the gala scene, like just the fluidity mm. of that I really liked. That's a good one, yeah. Another comment about the shots is I think there are far too many setups for kisses between literally every character. <laughs> they are such close talkers. They need to back it up. Like, there's no reason... It's more of a blocking issue. 
it's so many. Like they're too close, and like in every so there's a there's a thing on TikTok where. Uh. Like, Man, do I love TikTok. Oh, I know. And like, people would be like, "Are we about to kiss right now?" And that literally just kept popping up in my head. Literally every time any character talked to another one. You should make a they... TikTok of Mission Impossible <laughs> characters saying that. Literally, all of them are so close all the time. Like it's just like tight shots, and their faces are like inches from one another. Yeah, and I'm would, just like, this that is would probably be a director's choice. Then yeah, too much. There's too much almost kissing in this movie. That and also the fact that the camera is so close to the actors of oftentimes, I think that would definitely be the director's choice. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is fine that you don't like it. Yeah, no, it's totally <laughs> fine. But so that would be my like least favorite shot theme, and then my favorite shot was the gala. I liked it. How about you? I didn't really have a favorite shot. I just had my least favorite shots of the really <laughs> weird close-ups in the aquarium. You know what's great? What? Those are my favorite shots. Oh! <laughs> uh, I I wrote those down because of the very reason you hate them. They make you very uncomfortable and like... Um, but the reason is because it's supposed to be like the camera is like a character in the movie. Uh, the camera kind of tilts when Ethan Hunt realizes that he's, like, that his whole world is tilting as well. And it gets real close and uncomfortable because he's very uncomfortable in the situation. So, that's Mm. what I had written down because of that. Mm. They kind of do the same thing. I mean, it's not really the close-ups, but they kind of do the same thing on the train when Claire gets shot. Like, I, like, literally had to think, I'm like, is the train, like, tilting over? Mm-hmm. Because the camera is, like, at, like, a 45-degree angle. Yeah, I think they do it three times. And the, <laughs> the train is also one of the times that I can't remember the third time. Mm-hmm. But there is a third time, I think, as well. Yeah. It might be sometime when he finds out Jim is alive. That could be it. That seems like a moment they might tilt things. Uh, is there any role that you'd rather see a certain actor in? (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) So I wrote, I didn't have an actor to put in, but I had an actor that I I wrote, Claire needed to be replaced by literally anyone else, is what I wrote. Yeah. I did not Literally anyone else? Literally anyone else. Kristen Stewart? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I literally, I also wrote next to it, zero emoting, pursing your lips is not acting, darling. (laughs) That's what I wrote next to it. I I would theorize that she's probably a model and she thinks that is acting. Yeah, like, Uh, I feel like she just, like, to look sad, she just, like, kind of, like, had doe eyes and pursed her lips, and I'm like, that's not how you look sad. She reminds me of... Either a model acting or a, um, yeah, she was a model. Yep, there you go. Oh, or, called it. I, I was going to say a telenovela. Wow. Telenovela. Thank you. Um, she reminds me of that as well, but. Um, yeah, I did not, did not love her acting. I couldn't think of anybody quick enough of, like, who I would replace her with. They, um, that is kind of a Bond thing that they did there, casting a model in a in a. Oh my gosh, role. literally every Bond girl. Yeah. But. Ooh, I feel like Scarlett Johansson could have crushed that role. I know she wasn't. Yeah, she was barely alive. Yeah, she was <laughs> not really acting. Well, she might have been acting. I think a, she was a child actor. She was a child, yeah. She was a child. She was a child, but if I could take adult Scarlett Johansson and put her in there, I think she would do a pretty good job. Although. I, yeah, I don't, I, I would recast that role as well, but I don't have any suggestions because I don't know. A lot of 
um, actors in that era. Well, if you yeah. just pick anyone in any era, who would yeah. you pick? Oh, anyone in any era. Era. Man, I didn't think about this beforehand. Oh. Put you on the spot. Caught off guard. I'm going to edit it around this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily Blunt. Mm. Emily Blunt would be really Ooh, good. Ooh, that, that would, be, would good. be a good one. I like that one. Or, I, if, or if, if she has to be French, which obviously she doesn't, but <laughs> Marion Cotillard would be very good in that role as well. Don't know who that is, but sounds good. Uh, she is... Well, I don't want to spoil The Dark Knight Rises, but she is Bruce Wayne's love interest in The Dark Knight Rises. The reporter lady? Not a reporter, no. She's part of the board of his company in Dark Knight Rises. I've seen that movie, right? It's the last Batman. Yeah. Sure. I've seen that movie. That's all I can say (laughs) (laughs) in regards to that. (laughs) Um, I wrote down, even though I love... Kittredge, I would I would uh, have loved to see uh, 90s Michael Keaton in that role. I think he would have been a lot of fun in that role. The first Batman. Not mm, the first Batman, gonna, but the 90s first I'm going to Google my, Michael Keaton. Actually, fast. Batman was 1989, but yeah. Well, then you're wrong. That's I'm not so the 90s. <laughs> Whoa, he is not who I expected him to be. You know him, though, right? Show me picture. You don't know Michael. I know oh, the I know the name, in, but I can't picture his face. He's Jack Bauer, right? No. No. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> his real name is Michael Douglas. You've seen... Did you know that? I just read that on his Wikipedia. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh in, that's interesting. He's yeah. in Beetlejuice. I'm guessing he. Yeah, he is Beetlejuice. Ew. Oh. <laughs> Boo. Beetlejuice is a terrible movie. I hate that. Hot movie. take. That hate Beetlejuice. Take. It's a terrible movie. It's awful. I Never disagree. been so physically appalled by a movie. Well, you're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing he changed his name because there was already a Michael Douglas. Famous who is, Michael, who Douglas. is Michael Douglas? Uh, Wall Street. Um, a bunch of other things. Sure. I can't think of. I mean, I know the name. Yeah. That's, it's like every you actor. Know I know the him. name and probably the face, just you, not in you connection. You absolutely know him if you saw him. Yeah. Michael Douglas. He's an Ant-Man. Yep, he is the older guy in Ant-Man. Is he like her dad, Wasp's dad? Yeah. Yep. And Michael Keaton is in Spider-Man, um, the first Todd, uh, Todd, Tom Holland Spider-Man. <laughs> Tom Holden. He's Tom the villain. Sure. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. <laughs> My future husband, Tom Holland. <laughs> he, uh, he is Vulture in that movie. The villain. Vulture. Oh, okay. Spoilers, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I Whoa! I'm just kidding. What's next? I didn't answer that question. I am so sorry. (laughs) Wow. So, don't get mad at me. Already mad. (laughs) Fair. Uh, I wrote, is it mean to say Tom Cruise? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, his role, the thing is, like, while I don't think anyone can play that role exactly like Tom Cruise does, I think his role is the most recastable as far as like you could fit any male actor in there's literally like he i don't think he's a bad actor like i think it was fine but like we were just saying earlier he's so boring looking which i guess as a spy is a good good. thing yeah but like i don't know i just like 
He could be any well-groomed, like, handsome man. It is. He's also very, like, like you said, he's the most recastable role. Like, there's nothing unique about Ethan. His entire role is reacting. There, there's certain things. Well, that, that for sure is true in this movie. He yeah. definitely is less expendable in the next I mean, movies. that makes sense, because they're building on it, but... Yeah. Um, he's definitely less reactionary in the next movies. Mm-hmm. Although he still reacts a lot, too, but, um, he, uh... The, the only thing that really puts him apart from other actors in this movie is when he turns up the charm for, like, Max and, um, mm-hmm. uh, when His he's, like, recruiting... Sleight of hand. Yeah, the sleight mm-hmm. of hand. When, he, when he's recruiting, um, Luther and, uh, Krieger, yeah. uh, he puts on the charm as well, but... I don't know um, if sleight of hand is charm. I find... Well, he was, like, like being, like, charming he, he, and, Yeah, he like, was being sarcastic yeah. and stuff. Playing with him. I don't like magic tricks. I think they're very creepy. Hot <laughs> <laughs> take of the week. Fellas, take note. <laughs> do not do magic tricks on a date. Uh, we already covered what you would change about the story. So there's no more questions. Nope. <gasps> We're out of questions. Do you guys have any more notes? Let's see here if there was something. I, I, look, this is back to the 90s technology, but the self-destructing tape. Oh, can yeah. Talk about, can we unpack that for a second? How does the tape self-destruct? Like, I don't understand. How does the, gum blow things up, Abby? Also true. <laughs> but, like, it's. It's so confusing to me because, like, what are the mechanics behind that? I'll tell you how. Yeah. Coolness. <laughs> <laughs> the technology of coolness. The, the, I under, and also in that scene, I understand, like, him smoking was then, like, covering up the smoke from that. But you should not smoke on airplanes. You but can't, you could back then. I know you also, could, but you should not. <laughs> also, another note about airplanes. Unrealistic legroom. I think it was... They uh, were on, like, a private jet or something. Were they on a private jet? Maybe not private, but, like, a jet for rich people, basically. A jet for... It was British Airways. (laughs) Jet for rich people. (laughs) Jet for rich people. Those British Airways. I don't know. Yeah, but I was just, like... Also, I got, like, the Incredibles flashbacks. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I just just thought about the mechanics of that tape for probably too long. Because, like... I guess there's ways you could, like, rig a tape to, like, like, because, you know, like, VCRs can eat themselves, right? Or v, v, VCRs can eat VHSs, but they don't smoke. And also, like, I just don't understand the mechanics of getting a tape I, to smoke. I guarantee you there is a way to self-destruct a tape once it, like, goes through one time. Yeah. I, gar- I I guarantee you, like, if some, if some engineer wanted to, he could absolutely make Yeah, well, isn't there a thing, like, you can wipe film with magnets or something? Is that a thing that happened? You can wipe happened? a hard drive with magnets. Oh, maybe that's it. Like, so, like, like maybe it, there's but some... it kind of just ruins the hard yeah, drive. Yeah, but it also lighter. wouldn't smoke, <laughs> so there's that. I don't know. I had problems with that scene. It's also a fictional movie. <laughs> <laughs> this did no. not happen. We think. Um, <laughs> we so they want it. We think. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Any other notes? Oh, I didn't. I didn't understand. And this might just be something I don't understand in general. 
But, like, the reaction that 99% of the CIA personnel had to there being a fire in their building was very confusing. Yeah. Like, the fire department was there. So, like, fire alarms go off in buildings all the time and people are like, whatever. You know, it happens. But then, like, literally, the fire department is there. So, like, that should, like, tip something in their brain, like, evacuate the building. But as far as I can tell, until the very end when you see Claire leave, there's nobody evacuating. In fact, there are people just casually rocking down the hallway past the firefighters. And they're just like, oh, that's usual. Like, whatever. Like, to me, that reaction was very bizarre. I think they are playing on the fact that a lot of, like, most people don't really react to fire department or like fire uh um, alarms alarms yeah. and stuff like that like even kittredge said like do we yeah. have to evacuate yeah um when he saw that the alarms were happening and stuff yeah so. i just was a little bit like that scene was a little bit confusing because like I nobody think, was reacting i think it was for mostly comedy's sake yeah but. they should have showed at least some employees sighing and getting up and like walking out which is actually how all of us react to fire alarms. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't love the that cuz I like that scene I was like my suspense of belief was broken because I was like why is nobody freaking out? There's well, there were people who there. were like staring like like doing the lean yeah. and stare down the hallway kind of thing. And then when they brought Claire out they seemed like they were ushering her out, but then, like, everyone else was just, like, standing up against the window, and it seemed like they were keeping them in. Yeah. I thought that was, was weird. <laughs> I also loved the fact that they all had to wait turns to go through the revolving door. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at that point, I understood why they were evacuating, because they had set off the smoke bombs in the vents. Yeah. So people were like, oh, there's an actual fire, I guess. But I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. But maybe it's different because they work in such a secure building. So they're like, oh, maybe they think it's like the Titanic and it's like unburnable. Or- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the building is like mostly. Oh, I'm sure it's like biz- like bizarrely. It's, I don't like- think there's a lot of wood in there. Yeah, no. But. Yeah, I don't know. I um, thought that scene was a little weird. The only other note I had down was that. Um, not enough spy movies get made anymore, and it's super disappointing. And yeah. like even even the Mission Impossible Impossible movies, those are not even spy movies anymore. Like you guys mm. even said, like this doesn't even feel, feel like a spy movie to you guys. Yeah. Um, this feels like more of an action movie to you mm-hmm. guys. Like it becomes way less spy movie in the next um, yeah. few movies. Uh, and now, like Fallout was like. There was, like, no spying being done at all. No spying. <laughs> um, so, uh... I'm trying to think of a spy movie that's even a modern spy movie. I guess the new James Bond ones, but I haven't seen yeah. the new, new ones. Those are barely spy movies either. Yeah. Those are most, mostly action... Those are mostly, like, superhero movies, basically. They're, like, action movies playing off all of the tropes of all the other Bond movies. Yep. Um, the last spy movie that I saw that was really good that... I can remember was the man from uncle which heads up might be another one that we might never watch. seen it um, never even heard of it <laughs> uh it's really good but um that one's not even set in the modern times so mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's what i had written down I, should yeah. we give our ratings of the movie i have one more thing the film term of the week the film term of the week <laughs> is uh, Chekhov's gun, um, which is a term that you might 
have heard of before. It's one of the most famous film terms. Really? Um, I have. More than action? <laughs> I don't think that counts. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Chekhov's gun. I, I actually have not heard of that. I don't remember think. what it means. I can't remember what movie it started with. Hold on one it, second. Is it is it like the idea that you like see the gun but not the person holding no. it? No. No. Okay. You should we just should describe what we think it is. Okay. Have you ever watched This Old House? It's like that. No. <laughs> they always have a thing. They bring out a weird tool, and they're like, okay, you have to say what this is. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was part of the film term of the week thing that I wanted you guys to guess. So what do you guys think that the Chekhov's gun is? Um, Chekhov's gun. Was there, like, a guy named Chekhov in this movie? No. No. He said oh, it, he okay. Wasn't it didn't sure know what which, it came from. Yeah, it didn't originate which which movie. Which movie it originated with. Got it. Um, is it like... I feel like it... Hold on. <laughs> Chekhov is a Star Trek character, but I don't think that's related. <laughs> no. I'm gonna say a Chekhov's gun has nothing to do with a gun, and it's when... Um, blanket. <laughs> wow. What a great definition. We can uh, cut out all that silence. <laughs> no, I think we should leave it in. Build the suspense. <laughs> I'm really blanking on ideas. Chekhov's gun. Come up with funny. Something funny. Say something funny. No pressure. <laughs> you guys don't have gun. to guess. Well, I was no. going to say like where you see the gun, and but you can't see who has it or like who shot it. It's an interesting But you guess. said no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I kind of gave it away. <laughs> I think that should be your guess. That's a good guess. Okay, I can just say it again for editing purposes. Go for it. I think... No. That... <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, AJ! <laughs> Sorry, good. Do you want me to? I already said it for editing. I already yeah, technically said it. I think fine. you may have said no in the middle of it, though. But that's fine. We'll figure it out. If not, you can just keep this in. All right. People can see behind the curtain. Right? <laughs> see the, see the wizard behind the curtain. How terrible we are at this. <laughs> We're really bad at this. I'm going to say a Chekhov's gun is when someone is a double-double agent. Ooh, interesting. interesting guess. Both incorrect. Uh, <laughs> Dang it! Chekhov's gun originates from um, a guy named Anton Chekhov, who was a playwright. Uh, oh. Let me give you when he was birthed and died. Uh, 1860 <laughs> to 1904. Wow. Uh, I don't know when he uh, came up with Chekhov's gun, but... Uh, it's basically just the theory, or not theory, it's basically just the policy, I guess, of if there's a scene with the rifle on the wall in the first act, then in the second or third act, that gun has to go off at some point. Um, which basically just means, like... So it's like the chewing gum. It's basically, yeah, it's basically foreshadowing, um... The use but with a, But with a certain item. Mm. Um, so the chewing gum... So the chewing be- gum was used mm. in that instance... Uh, also yeah. the, the knife was used in kind of a reverse Chekhov's gun 
uh, because they actually did show the knife that stabbed Sarah and um, the, uh, the 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 fake, tape guy. Yeah, the fake guy that was supposedly stealing the, the knock list. Uh, they showed the knife that killed them, and it was uh, Krieger's knife the whole time. But you get but you don't really think about that when you're watching it for the first time because you don't know who Krieger you, is. You have no idea who Krieger is, and you don't really think about it later on when you see the knife. Um, I, I mean, maybe you guys did. I didn't. I didn't I did put not. that together. Uh, but the significance of him pulling out that knife on the security guard is because that was the same knife, and they like showed mm-hmm. it kind of up close in that scene yeah. to, to kind of foreshadow that uh, reveal. Um, and uh, Which obviously would be... They actually... They did a Chekhov's gun twice because they they showed it with a security guard and then it was the same knife that obviously dropped on the desk in the mm-hmm. ballroom. And that was after they showed it? At the security guard, yeah. yeah. No, 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 that, yeah, but, but that was after the, they showed it was the one that stabbed those people? That was before. Okay, so that wouldn't so be the, reverse. No, no, they, they showed the knife. That stabbed the people, and then the yeah. other things happened. Ethan Hunt was that's holding was the saying. knife. He looked at the knife. They showed it for like three seconds no, on screen. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You said I was wrong. No, but, but, they, but they reveal that that was the same knife by showing the knife again later, and it being in Krieger's hand. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was asking. Okay. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so it's like one of those, like, sleeping bear tropes kind of thing like it was just like in my that didn't because that's actually sense. what i thought of with the gum i was like oh they're only showing him handing him this gun yeah because he's, kind of he's obviously going to use it later. they kind of did a little bit with the glasses too like they established yep. that the glasses are Very recording true. yep and so because i literally <laughs> i wrote down um well, i have to find it i was a little bit wrong but i said somebody is definitely going to chew that gum <laughs> that would have been funny because he says like don't, don't chew, chew it, it. and that, I'm like oh somebody's gonna chew that gum that would have been a good idea actually like, yeah. I think that would be funny and I thought that's what was gonna happen during the scene where he's at whatever place that is with Jim and like when Jim's revealed to be alive and why did you both look at it at the same time because you're really far away from the mic <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> you though. I'm yeah. not here pretty far there's a there's a let's right fight here. guys let's get no. out the ruler i'm closer than you are right now no you're not i love you guys I, trying to be right <laughs> you want to you're both it? obsessed yeah, with do. being right and it's the joy of my life to watch you two try to <laughs> date each other it does matter <laughs> it does matter i think it matters literally watching you two try to both be right at all you're times is like me. the ultimate joy of my life I love it. Anyway, anyway, um, I thought he was chewing the gum in the scene where um, Ethan and Jim are like doing the weird flashbacky thing, mm-hmm. and he, Jim puts something in his mouth. Yeah, and like takes a drink. I guess it's supposed to be just like painkiller. I don't know what it's supposed to be because it doesn't come to anything. But I yeah, immediately was, was like, he's about to chew that dang gum. Like, his head's he gonna explode and it's gonna be a, gross. like, cyanide pill and he was about to die. <laughs> yeah. He was like, alright, I revealed it, now I'm gonna kill myself. Yep. <laughs> Tom Cruise and his alive or maybe dead friends. 
Or not friends. Or not friends. Add that to the end. <laughs> there we go. Tom Cruise and his alive or maybe dead friends or maybe enemies. <laughs> there we friends. go. Um, all right. Time to reveal your ratings of the movie. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we went different ways with that. That's okay. Uh, who wants to go first? We could all say them at once. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> Not a great podcast. Oh, are, what, are we, what number Content. are we doing? Out of 10. Out of 10, okay. Okay, I did a 6.5. Mm. Abby didn't like the movie. That's I fine. do not like predictability, because I feel like it's boring. Like, it's rewarding, because I'm like, oh, called it. Like, I mean, I, like, literally, expl- like... If you've seen like enough movies, like shrieked at one point because I've seen like enough movies, then ninety five percent of movies are predictable though. Yeah, so that's not really fair. I don't think to the movie. Oh, but. AJ doesn't agree with my <laughs> rating. I mean, there are, there are movies that I can like pre- that I feel like I can predict really well, and then there's movies that are like really obvious to other people that I'm like, what? Yeah. So I mean, I think it's just like a certain set of like tropes that I recognize really well. And apparently spy movies are that trope. I remember in Booksmart, you noticed, or you you called the fact that they were going to have a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was interesting, because obviously... I also like, know my girl chick flicks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that also is a trope that you recognize before. You know, but. Given my she child, actually does that with like all movies. She yeah. always is like, this is about to happen. <laughs> I love making predictions. She does it all the time. See, I do that, but I do it in my mind. Abby doesn't know how to process on the inside. <laughs> it was really hard for me to not talk during this movie. You didn't succeed. I did it. I talked several you did, times. You did better than ever before. You did pretty though. good. Way better than Fargo, right, AJ? Very Not true. to bring up old wounds, <laughs> but Fargo. It's, it's still deep in my soul. All right, Caroline's rating? I gave it a 7.5. Mm. I thought it was good... In that, like, I could definitely tell it was well thought out, and I felt like it was, like, kind of like a... It, I feel like it's probably started quite a few things. I mean, I could be wrong, but... Um, but um, I'm still just not a huge action movie person. Um, and it was a little predictable, even though I didn't predict a bunch of it, but then, like, I kind of retrospectively was like, oh, yeah, obviously, which mm. might not be fair, but... Nope. 7.5. <laughs> Super not. <laughs> Super not fair. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. I, I agree that it's predictable, but I don't... Like, I, I've seen enough movies where I pretty much can predict... Like eighty percent of mm-hmm. every movie that I watch. You've also seen this movie before. I've also seen. This movie before. <laughs> um, and I think it's interesting. Like, uh, you guys um, weren't sure, but you guys thought that maybe Ethan didn't realize that um, Jim was the guy all along in that one yeah. that one scene. Yeah. Like I, I knew it was Jim all along, so mm. I pr- I saw that as like just fact. Yeah, like, yeah. Ethan just faking it, basically. Mm-hmm. But it totally could have been, like, Ethan not realizing it. Um, but I... Well, but he says that he knew when he looked at the Bible, which was way before that. That's true. That mm-hmm. is true. Um, but he also, didn't, he also didn't notice the 
the Drake Hotel thing until later, though. Mm-hmm. Well, he noticed that when he looked in the Bible. It said property of the Drake Hotel. But that was he, later. Yeah, that he, wasn't the first time he looked at the Bible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, he never realized Claire was... Yeah, but he never realized Claire was a part of it, and in that scene, it shows Claire blo- blowing up That's the car. That's true. So it couldn't but have been what he was also, thinking. But then it also showed him blowing up the so car. Maybe, that was confusing. Yeah, because he didn't want to believe that Claire did it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which we don't know if she did it or not. Yeah. That was confusing. Yeah. I want... Interesting. But anyways, yeah. so I... I just... I, I look past predictability, usually, um... I think there's very few people that are able to make unpredictable movies these days, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the fact that original movies are barely mm-hmm. ever made anymore. So, Ooh. Um, Shots fired. Well, that's just a fact. It's like yeah. most movies are uh, remakes or sequels these days. Mm-hmm. So, um, But yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. But if there are any agents out there listening, AJ has some great ideas. <laughs> I, do, I do happen to have a few ideas. Original one. <laughs> Completely unrelated. <laughs> I do appreciate like the like the hindsight of this movie. Like it is very intricate in the way that everything does fit together, and mm. it's very complicated. And I do appreciate the addition of like a third party, if that makes sense. So it's like it's like Ethan, IMF, and then also the like rebelling agents, and then also kind of Max's people. So there's like a lot of organizations at play and like teams to be on which Did they explain made it more complicated. Why those people were rebelling? Which ones? Uh John Voigt, Claire and Greek Greer? Money. Yeah, I think they're just in with an arms dealer, right, or something. Yeah, Max was gonna give them six million dollars mm. for the for the list. Mm. Okay. Oh yeah, did they ever reveal who Job was? Right? That was... Oh, it was him. Okay. I, at one point, wrote down Job as John Voight, but... Because it was his Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, they don't really make it clear, but I'm pretty sure Ethan would have known that it was... Like, the mole was one of the people in his group. His crew. But they don't really make that clear at all. Um, Yeah. I wish they had kind of said that out loud a little bit more, but... Yeah. And it makes sense why Max was like, mm, he's pretty shy. We're not going to meet him. Because that would have been like yeah. a real awkward meeting. And who knows if Max even knew that. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, theoretically, she would know if he was a dirty agent. You would think. Well, I guess maybe not. She, she might not know if, she might not know Ethan at all, though, because she asked him who Ethan is. Mm. Yeah. But. Who, what else is that actress in from Max? Where do we know her from? Uh, I can tell you. Oh, is she in um somebody in Princess Diaries? Um, I feel like I know her as like a schoolmaster or something. What's her name again? Vanessa Redgrave. Atonement. Howard's End. Letters to Juliet. Uh, Call the Midwife. Mm, she's eighty-three years old. Richard the Third. Yeah, she's pretty old now. Cars too. She's the queen. Oh, whoa. Hold up. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you listening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you want to do that as she can plug? <laughs> How do you say thank you? <laughs> How do you say thank you? I forgot. Uh... Well, thanks for listening. If anyone is listening. Hi, Mom. Um, this has been a fun time. I hope you think so, too. 
And if you want any more entertainment, buy us. <laughs> buy us? We are very entertaining people. Buy us, people. me and Abby. Oh. You can find us on Twitter at Words by Abigail, where I tweet things that Abby says. I am very funny. <laughs> and humble. And very humble. And but if you have funny. any comments or questions or you want to review our reviews, please email us at... T and real, no ampersand, just spelled out, at gmail.com. Thank you. (laughs) Lasagna later. Lasagna later. Special thanks to the Archie Smith Boy Wonders for the theme song, Where Are All My Friends? And to Karina Vinay for making our logo. And thanks to you for listening.